Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Beat the House with your host here, Justin Everett, episode 85 for the hump hump day in the middle of the week on Wednesday here. Um, got another great show, you know, to get out to you guys. Uh, Going to be mainly dominated by the NBA with the Super Bowl approaching. Uh, but going to recap, you know, the action from uh, yesterday, last night and uh, on Tuesday night in the NBA had a light card, but uh, some games that, you know, that stood out to me and some topics that stood out to me, uh, you know, one game in particular being this, um, the, the, the late primetime game between the, uh, Warriors and Sixers. Uh, there was a lot of action, um, you know, that took place on the court as well as, you know, some things that are going to be taking place to shape up, you know, uh, future odds when it comes to MVP off the court, you know, dealing with Joel and B. Um, we also cashed another uh, best bet that was given out with the Knicks. So going to share some light on that game as well as a few other games that stood out. Uh, when we recap, you know, the action from yesterday. Uh, also going to give out uh, another best bet for tonight on uh, in the NBA in the Wednesday car. We have 10 games going, so I have another best bet and a few other games to shed some light on uh, tonight. And, you know, just a little a brief, you know, introduction to some of the Super Bowl bets or how I feel about, you know, the Super Bowl that I'm going to uh, be on here, uh, you know, next Sunday. Uh, have about uh, five, have about five bets, you know, that I'm, that I'm looking at to, um, to make official. Uh, so gonna, you know, talk a little bit about that, but, uh, I'll get into more details and have, uh, official bets posted, you know, for the last, uh, last show of the week on Friday here. So, uh, before we get into the show, just a quick reminder, if you haven't already, to head over to Apple or Spotify and just drop a quick rate and review, subscribe to the show. Uh, here at Beat the House, we're doing really well, looking to close out the month of January. Uh, pretty strong here is going to be pretty profitable, but we're going to look to get another win here on the last day of January. Um, but currently right now sitting at, uh, let's see here uh, real quick. For the month of January, we're sitting at 23 and 13, 23, 13 and one for a profit of slightly under, you know, 1400 bucks, uh, with the record of 64% return of investment of 19.94. So, uh, doing really well here for the closing out the month of January. So going to look to keep that going. Uh, starting out the new 2024 year strong. Uh, so like I said, guys, if you head over to Apple or Spotify, drop a rating, a review, subscribe to the show, share the show. Uh, let me know what you think. You can follow me on Twitter at smooth underscore uh, 702. And uh, just let me know what you think of the show. Let me know if you've been, you know, following these picks you know, over the last, you know, month, month and a half, two months or so. Let me know, you know, uh, you know, how's going for you and just, uh, give you know honest feedback of the show you know everything um all, every pick on the show is given out for free um and everything is tracked and tracked and documented on my action page there uh, you can also get that info on my twitter page as well as i post you know free picks on there you know through my twitter page on days where we you know where i don't have a show so uh, with that being out the way let's get into recapping the show uh recapping the night you know last night in the nba um Starting out with our best bet, you know, we cashed with the Knicks minus four. You know, they beat the Jazz 118-103. You 
You know, both teams were on the second end of a back-to-back play in their third game in four nights. Uh, the Knicks, without, you know, two starters and Julius Randle, obviously, we you know, you know, is in the primetime Saturday game uh, dating back to last week. Uh, towards the end of the game, he uh, dislocated his shoulder, and he'll be out for a few weeks. So we knew we were going to be without him. And uh, OG and Anobi, he was a late scratch uh, in their last game. And it turned out being a game time decision that did not go, you know, last night against the Jazz. But the Knicks were able to still get the win and cover, led by Jalen Brunson, who had 29 points and nine assists, and Dante DiVincenzo, who's taken on more of a scoring, you know, role since, you know, these two guys are down. He had 33 points and five, uh, five rebounds, four assists, and knocked down nine threes. So, uh, this backcourt, you know, has led them to, you know, uh, back to back wins and covers. And, you know, the Knicks, you know, they're a dangerous team. You know, uh, when they're healthy and whole, uh, they're going to be a, a handful in the playoffs. Um, I think with the win, um, last night and the Sixers loss, I think they may even sit in the second seed overall, uh, in the Eastern Conference. So, um, and Kendrick Perkins, you know, on ESPN, um, the NBA Today show, he said something that kind of, you know, stood out to me for a little bit. Uh, he said to look out for Jalen Brunson to um, kind of solidify his uh, claims to be in the MVP consideration while uh, Julius Randle is out. You know, seeing that he's going to be out, you know, for a few weeks and, you know, Jalen Brunson is, you know, going to putting up uh, – uh, historic numbers as I think that he'll be, um, you know, the first New York Knicks player in franchise history in a long time that's going to average 25 points and five, uh, assists for a season in pretty much nearly over 20 years. And he should be named, you know, to the all-star, uh, reserves once, once, once it's announced, uh, tomorrow on Thursday. Um, so I, I'm kind of in agreement with that. I'm not pretty sure. You know, if he'll, you know, end up winning the award, you know, uh, he'll have to leapfrog guys like uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander, uh, Nikola Jokic, who's now the favorite, um, who, you know, probably is going to make a good case to to uh, to win his third MVP. Um, but I think, you know, uh, Kendrick Perkins made a strong point, you know, the lookout for Jalen Brunson to, um, you know, creep up in that MVP conversation while Julius Randle's out. So, um, you know, those are some things that stood out to me. I think the Jazz, you know, they've been great, you know, as a as a team to cover the spread here uh, for the season. But um, right now they're going to be entering a stretch of really tough games uh, where they're going to be playing, you know, teams that have been considerably, you know, better than them. So I think that they're uh, could regress, you know, have some negative regression, you know, to the mean here coming up you know, over the next week or so. I think they have faced, you know, the Sixers next. You know, unfortunately, I think it'll probably be without Joel and B, but they could add, you know, Tyrese Maxey, you know, to the mix to get, uh, to go along with, uh, Tobias Harris, who's continuing to play, you know, uh, really well as a, you know, as a third scorer, you know, when the team is healthy and whole. But, uh, you know, like I said, Joel and B will probably be out, you know, for a little bit of time, you know, as he suffered another injury, you know, last night in, uh, the Sixers and Warriors matchup. So uh, another game that stood out to me in the, the other primetime game, the Celtics uh, minus eight uh, as a favorite, you know, uh, did not cover the spread, but ended up beating the Pacers 129-124. Uh, 
Uh, Jason Tatum goes for 30 points, seven rebounds, seven assists. Jalen Brown, 25 and six. Uh, Tyler's, Tyrese Halliburton returned to action for the Pacers. Uh, but he was on a minutes restriction and looked, you know, very frustrated by it. And, you know, on the bench, you know, at the end of game, uh, end of the game where, uh, the camera would cut to him a lot. You know, he returned with 13 points, three rebounds, 10 assists. Uh, Pascal Siakam had 23, six and two. And got to give a lot of credit to this Pacers team. You know, they may not play a lot of defense. But they have the ability to score on just about anybody that they'll play. And I think that they'll be a tough out come playoff time, no matter who they match up against. So, you know, these top seeds will have to be very, uh, you know, don't, don't over, uh, don't look past that Pacers team, you know, when they, you know, match up, you know, happen to match up with them in the playoffs. Uh, once they get Tyrese Halliburton, you know, back, you know, healthy and whole and off this minutes restriction, uh, they're going to be, a very tough out, you know, assuming, you know, they could stay, you know, healthy there. But you know, they were down by as much as uh, 15 points at halftime. And uh, they had quickly erased that, you know, ha- uh, that deficit in the third quarter. Uh, they got it down to as low as a, a two-point lead for Boston. But, you know, Boston uh, regained momentum in the fourth quarter, you know, got the lead back up uh, to double digits. But, you know, they couldn't, uh, they couldn't, you know, hold on to that lead and, you know, cash for Celtics betters as, you know, they only won the game by five and they were laying eight. Um, but Celtics remain one of the most, if not the best dominant uh, team at home this year. And they depend a lot on the three ball and uh, they had it flying and, and knocking them down uh, uh, last night. But uh, moving on to the next game that stood out to me, um, the Hawks uh, laying, you know, closed at five and a half, uh, beat the Lakers 138-122 in Atlanta. Trey Young goes for 26 points, 13 assists. Uh, DeJounte Murray, uh, I guess you could say he had a, a great audition for, you know, his potential future team. Uh, and 24 points, four rebounds, nine assists. Jalen Johnson, who I really enjoy watching, very athletic wing player, you know, for the Hawks there. He finishes with 19 points and 11 rebounds. Uh, LeBron James, he had, you know, 20 points, eight rebounds, nine assists, you know, uh, and, uh, Austin Reeves had a good stat line. Uh, D'Angelo Russell did not play well or did not shoot the ball well. It went just three, four, 11 from the field. Um, but this is my problem with the Lakers and more so, uh, LeBron here. You know, after, you know, after the game, you know, LeBron, you know, sends out a uh, cryptic tweet of like an hourglass. Sending his, uh, passive aggressive, you know, annual, uh, tweet, you know, to his front office. I guess it was just, you know, signaling that, you know, time is running out for the Lakers, you know, to make a move and try to improve the roster, which it seems like they've done, you know, every year, uh, since, uh, the bubble, um, you know, where they've, you know, traded, you know, um, a large portion of their core coming into the season to try to, you know, improve around, you know, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, who sat out of this game. Um, I just think it's, you know, very difficult to develop and try to, uh, you know, sustain some type of, you know, team chemistry, some, you know, team continuity, you know, dating back to last year, you know, um, or even, you know, the, the year of the offseason where, you know, LeBron James uh, kind of pushed to trade for Russell Westbrook coming off of the year that he had with the Washington Wizards, where he, 
played a large part in, you know, bringing that team, you know, back to the playoffs, averaging a 20-point triple-double, leading the league in assists, and had the highest assist total or highest assist average, you know, since John Stockton. Um, and they just didn't use uh, Russell Westbrook the right way, even though he came there as the third option. He put up solid numbers at 18, 7, and 7, but the impact on winning just wasn't there. And he wrongly, uh, you know, got a lot of a bulk of the negative criticism, which is pretty weird, you know, for a third option, you know, to get, you know, bulk of the criticism instead of looking at, you know, LeBron James, who missed, you know, uh, a large part of the first, you know, third of the season there. And Anthony Davis only played 41 games. And those are the top two players. But um, Russell Westbrook's stint, you know, with the Lakers it didn't really mesh well. And he was traded for D'Angelo Russell, who was, you know, deemed to be a better fit, you know, playing alongside LeBron James and Anthony Davis just because of his ability to uh, to shoot and keep the floor space. And, you know, over the last, I could say you can probably say a week or so, you know, D'Angelo Russell was uh, playing really well, uh, averaging over 25 points a game, shooting the ball very efficient, you know, from the field, you know, but he had a, a off, like I said, an off game. Uh, last night against the Hawks, but I just don't, you know, seeing how the the point guard experiment is going, you know, with the Lakers, uh, you know, there's, you know, the rumors are heating up, you know, that they're, you know, heavily involved in trading for uh, DeJounte Murray from the Hawks. Uh, I don't really see how, you know, how much better, you know, that fit would be, you know, if uh, first ballot Hall of Fame point guard, alongside LeBron James wasn't going to work, didn't work. And they're ready to throw in the towel in the D'Angelo Russell experiment, uh, you know, alongside LeBron James and Anthony Davis, even though Russell has shown you that the capability of it working, you know, if you just allow him to be, you know, as aggressive as he needs to be to make, you know, the defenses, uh, take some pressure off of, you know, and some focus off of LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Going out and getting another point guard, you know, like DeJounte Murray, I don't think is the answer. Uh, I've been saying, you know, for weeks and uh, even months now that the uh, the better fit would be to go out and get um, uh, a wing, a wing player uh, like a Zach Levine that could score the ball and take pressure off of, you know, LeBron James and Anthony Davis and just move LeBron to the point. And, um, but, you know, we'll see, you know, what they do. I think, the, you know, any move that the Lakers make, I don't think that it is, it'll put them in, you know, championship status contender, you know, at the top of the top of the food chain with teams like, you know, uh, the Denver Nuggets, the Clippers or the Suns when they're healthy and whole. Or now you got to look at young teams that are trying to get in that, you know, championship mix like the, uh, the T-Wolves and the Thunder. So we'll see what the Lakers will do. I don't know. There'll be a, a lot of, you know, the topic of conversation, um, you know, later on the day, um, you know, on the NBA show uh, on ESPN, as well as some other, you know, networks. But uh, uh, handicapping the Warriors game real quick, you know, Warriors, they win um, and cover, laying two points to the Sixers. Curry, uh, Steph Curry goes for 37 points, eight rebounds, seven assists. Jonathan, Jonathan Kaminga, who's been playing really well over his last seven games, uh, scored 20 or more over the last seven. Uh, he went for 26 and seven and Andrew Wiggins looks like he's boosting up his trade stock as rumors are heating up around him that he's, uh, going to be on the move as well. Uh, he had 23 points, five rebounds, four assists. They did not have Clay Thompson 
in this game was a late scratch due to an illness. But Joel Embiid, he returned to play, uh, but he clearly did not look healthy. Even though, you know, he spoke with Nick Nurse and the Sixers coaching staff uh, and worked out, you know, in his shoot around, you know, before the game and said that he felt good. Uh, he didn't re- he did he didn't really look that way you know as the game went along looked like he was uh hobbling up and down the court you know dragging his leg uh and you know he even had to leave this game early you know going for a loose ball and uh you know Jonathan Kaminga going for the loose ball as well nothing dirty or nothing like that but you know both players you know trying to you know battle and scrap for the ball Kaminga comes up with it but ends up falling on his leg uh or his knee area that he's been dealing with and uh, he has to leave the game and had a, a very noticeable uh, limp there. So he'll probably be out a few more games or maybe a week or so. Uh, I wouldn't even be surprised if they look to sit him out, you know, closer to uh, as the All-Star weekend approaches to try to give him as much rest, you know, as he needs, you know, to get healthy and, you know, and get that knee right. Um, and this, you know, will end up potentially costing him a chance at winning another MVP, uh, you know, just uh, about a, about a week ago, he was the favorite, you know, at plus, you know, uh, plus 150, I believe, or plus 130, you know, to win the award over at DraftKings. But, you know, since, you know, the NBA has put in this new uh, rule of you got to play 65 games or more, you know, he only has, you know, five more games to miss to where he'll be, you know, automatically disqual- uh, disqualified, you know, for the MVP award. And I also believe, you know, any all NBA teams, so this is a pretty stupid rule, you know, because it's going to cost a lot of, uh, you know, players, you know, that are having, uh, you know, really, you know, career years going to not only cost them uh, a chance of, you know, winning MVPs, making all NBA teams, but you make an all NBA team. Uh, I believe somebody like Tyrese Halliburton, he's missed, you know, some games, you know, here, here as of late because of, you know, a significant injury. Um, you know, if he misses an all NBA team because of this new rule, I think, you know, they were saying that, uh, on the post game show on TNT, uh, with Adam Lefko, Candace Parker, Jamal Crawford, and Vince Carter, that he can miss, you know, nearly, you know, uh, close to $54 million by not making an all NBA team this year. So I think this is something that needs to be addressed and corrected. You know, if I was on the committee team, I would have it addressed, uh, you know, at the all-star break, you know, this season, but uh, it's definitely something that they need to adjust and revisit, um, you know, in the off season here, because it's going to cost not only a lot of, you know, uh, players, you know, money, but it's going to, you know, affect, you know, the, uh, you know, history of the league, you know, guys like, you know, Joel Embiid, uh, you know, Nicole Jokic hasn't missed a lot of games, but, um, Tyrese Halliburton, are the two that come to mind that, you know, could be affected the most by this, but, and they're, you know, dealing with significant injuries, you know, Joel Embiid, you know, he gets a lot of, of flack and a lot of, uh, uh, you know, negative, you know, criticism for missing games, but he, he's dealing with a, a significant injury right now, uh, that he needs to be able to, uh, have enough time to, you know, recover it, to come back and, and play and, you know, not, you know, receive, you know, pressure, you know, from, you know, outside of his organization, whether it be how, you know, the game is being covered, how he's being covered, you know, by the NBA media that, you know, you, you know, feel like he's being pressured, pressured into getting on the court. And now with this new rule put in place that, 
Hey, you could potentially miss out on the MVP. You could potentially miss out on all NBA. It's going to cost you a lot of money, uh, just to get on the, get out on the court and look, you know, like he shouldn't have been out there. So, and, you know, uh, re, uh, re injured uh, a significant injury that he's dealing with. So this is something that the NBA Adam Silver's got to, you know, look into and clean up and say, hey, look, uh, you know, the rule was intended to get, you know, to get guys to play, but we don't want to get, we don't want to have guys out there playing through, you know, injuries that they should be, you know, uh, taking enough time to rest on. So, uh, that wraps up, you know, the NBA, uh, recap, you know, for Tuesday night. So let's get into real quick, you know, Wednesday night, uh, got a 10 game, 10 game slate. Um, just one best bet for me. And I'm just going to jump right into it and I'm going to go with the, the Kings, you know, I bet this overnight as a pick them, but I, you can get it at right now back up to what it, what the line opened up at, at the Kings getting, uh, one and a half points on the road to the Miami Heat. Um, it's a, it's a clean slate uh, of health, you know, for the Kings. Everybody looks like they should be, you know, available and uh, ready to play their normal minutes. That's why I bet it overnight, felt confident in the injury report with Sacramento, uh, as well as majority of the key players for the Heat should be able to go just I just think Duncan Robinson is out I saw him uh listed out before the show started but right now you know Miami Miami's really struggling pretty bad uh they're currently on a seven game losing streak and they're also 0-7 against the spread during that same span and compared to the Kings uh, they're playing some really good basketball right now uh they're 4-1 straight up uh and they're just 2-2 and 1 ATS over the last over their last five games so we're just looking for them to to win this game. And I think they will, uh, you know, Sacramento, they'll have a big advantage at the three point line. You know, they rank 12th and three point percentage and six and three points, uh, three pointers attempted, uh, per game over the last five games compared to Miami's defense that ranks did last in opponent three point percentage and 17th in opponent, uh, three point, uh, three pointers, you know, taken per game. So I think they'll hold the edge there. So I, I think that, you know, the Kings offense, We'll put a lot of pressure on the Heat offense to keep up with them. And I think, I don't think they have the ability to, you know, they, they're uh, still trying to adjust, you know, to this, uh, Terry Rozier trade. But I just think that, you know, this Heat team just really isn't that good this year. You know, the credit for them to, you know, going on the run that they did last year, uh, to make the, to make the playoffs. But, you know, they were another, they were one game, uh, one loss away, you know, from not making the playoffs. Uh, you know, when they, they, they got beat by the Hawks and then they ended up beating the Bulls to get the final eight seed. And then they just took advantage of some matchups, you know, in the playoffs where, you know, Giannis missed, you know, a couple of games and then they just got hot from three and I ended up beating the Knicks, but, uh, and carried that all the way to the finals, uh, but got swept by the Nuggets. But, you know, I think that this year their regression, you know, really, you know, uh, you know, really bad back to the mean here. Uh, so I'm just going to take advantage of them and then kick them while they're down. Look to play the Kings. You can get it at a better number right now at plus uh, one and a half. But, you know, my projected numbers have the Kings, you know, getting a win here by anywhere from uh, 2.6 points up to 7.22 points. So, you know, that's my best bet for tonight with the Kings. Um, I let, I'm, I got it as a pick em, but, you know, I would even play, you know, a plus one and a half right now. So, so that's going to wrap up the show uh, for, you know, uh, today, guys. Uh, uh, Friday, you know, we'll get more into you know, my official bets, you know, for the Super Bowl here. I got, I'll have about five of them going. Uh, but for tonight, you know, let's look to, you know, keep it going, stay hot, and close out the month of January strong with the best bet on the Kings. 
how to pick them or shop around to get the better number over the king or over the heat and uh wish you guys best of luck appreciate you tuning in don't forget to uh drop a rating on apple or spotify and i will catch you catch up with you guys on friday